On today's episode, we have our wives with us. And we'll be answering the questions you guys have submitted. All that and more on today's episode of Sit Down with Sky and Preston. Okay, we're back. And we are going to get serious eventually. Yeah. There's lots of outtakes. Sorry. It's been a struggle. Uh, we help. also we have this like Lord of the Rings force perspective thing happening here. So Amanda and Taryn look like little hobbits. I'm a <laughs> hobbit. <laughs> we look I want to be Samwise. Is he a hobbit? Uh, yeah. Sure okay. Is. That's who I want to yeah. be. That makes you Frodo, dear. <laughs> Are they the best friends? Are they? They're the best, They're the best, best friends. friends. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I'm a little surprised you didn't pick the main character, Frodo, though. I couldn't think of his name fast enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Wise. Oh, I mean, it's, it's pretty it's unforgettable. So. The other thing is, Remy, we put Remy to bed. <clears throat> um, so if she wakes up, we'll have to just do a little break and put her back to sleep. But we'll get through it. We have, we got a lot of questions. Um, so thank you for sending in your questions. We, we did the, um, most of the questions were anonymous. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, what we did is we kind of gathered them together and consolidated and came up with like some general themes that we noticed. Um, and we just kind of want to go through as many as we can. There are a lot. Um, we'll go as long as we feel like it, I guess. <laughs> as long as we last. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully this sounds okay. This is a new setup with the four people. So bear with us if it sounds a little bit different, but. And for you returning listeners, you know what Sky and I each sound like, but maybe we should label what Taryn and Amanda sound like <laughs> so people good, know who's who. I always forget people do the audio. Most most people do just audio. Mm-hmm. So, Taryn, will you introduce yourself briefly? Yes, I'm Taryn Jenkins from St. George. Hey, me too. Hey, and same last name. Yeah, we were well, just talking maiden about that. name, Sorensen. Maybe related? I maybe. We could be. Yeah. Long lost. Maybe. <laughs> That's all. That's all. What about you? <laughs> and stranger? I am Amanda. I'm the last <laughs> voice. So <laughs> I'm from Warham. I hate being filmed. <laughs> you and me both. It took so much coercing to get them oh, on the podcast. My it really did though. We'll get you a treat on the way home, dear. Thank you. What about me? <laughs> We're already home, so we can't do that. Sorry. You had a milkshake. <laughs> With a fry With a French fry in it. In it. <laughs> Okay, well, let's just jump into the questions here, I guess, if we can get serious for one second. Um, that sounded too serious. <laughs> he sounds like he's our teacher, like, I'll wait. chastising us. <laughs> one, two, three, eyes on me. <laughs> I totally worked. did it. I know, I did the <laughs> same thing. I was like, oh, we're ready. Okay, so um, we kind of went in some sort of order here. Um, let's, I guess, let's just start off. The, the first question here, um, y- your story, your T- Taryn and Preston's story is a lot different than mine and Amanda's because mm-hmm. um, you guys knew each other for quite a while before you were married. For a long time. Yep. So yep. not to like give an entire history, but just briefly, what uh, when did you start having feelings for each other? How did you get out of the friend zone? Just kind of go through yeah. brief. We had several questions just about how yeah. Taryn and I ended up together. Um, I think the short of it is we met 15 years ago. Um, I was 15. Taryn was 18. We were on a church history tour. 
uh, with our parents. It was an, an adult group, so there weren't very many youth. Uh, but those few of us youth that were on that trip got really, really close, had a ton of fun, really powerful spiritual experiences for those two weeks. And then we became the kind of friends that just stayed in contact off and on over the years. So um, anytime Taryn was passing through Vegas or we were passing through St. George, we'd say hi. Or like my brother and I went to Taryn's farewell, her mission farewell. And um, and then it was about eight years ago that um, my brother and I were at BYU-Idaho. Taryn was passing through town. She had already graduated from there. Um, and we met up and I, I told her my full story. I told her I was gay. I told her about my first mission experience. Um, and then a few months later I left on my mission yeah. and she was like, wait, what? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I left on my second one. <laughs> yep. And that, that was about eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And then it was about four, almost five years ago that we were both living in Provo at the same time. And that's when we just became besties. Yeah. Reconnected. We dated for a little while. Didn't, didn't last long. <laughs> oh, sad. There was some growing that I think we both had to do. And, and we were trying to force, force it. it it was very yeah. formulaic it mm-hmm. was very like on the third date we must hold hands on the fourth we must kiss like it was too just too much in our heads yeah. too much trying to follow i don't know what we thought people were doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was not yeah it was not good um we broke up for like a year and then yeah i think i texted you mm-hmm and then it was one of those moments where I even wrote in my journal and it was like, I know I want Preston in my life. I just don't know how. Because I knew we had dated before and it was always awkward to, you know, I've already dated him. Is that? Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, yeah, I had crushes on him on and off. But it was just kind of came to that point where we were going to date again and it was very intentional. And, yeah. Yep. So we reconnected last year and, yeah practically started dating right away again uh in practice not in name yet we we didn't (laughs) say we were dating till later but um how did we get out of the friend zone we kept talking about getting out of the friend zone yeah we i just kept bringing it up taryn really wanted to stay friends and i kept saying come on we're doing dating stuff anyway (laughs) let's just call it dating preston pursued me yes so i got her you got her (laughs) Snatched her up. Sure did. Got married in January. So. Yep, yep. This Sorry. year. That was longer, but. No, that go. was good. <laughs> well, and, and I would just add one other thing is that like last year, like our whole dating and courtship and leading up to marriage was so spirit led. Mm-hmm. Like we both yeah. individually were following spiritual impressions weekly yeah. uh, that led us little bit by little bit into a stronger relationship, into a good courtship. And then marriage has been virtually blissful because of all the work the spirit led us to do before we even got married so a lot of building yep and again we were we're older so i don't know i feel like there's a lot of experience that you have in your 20s late 20s even into your 30s that just life experience helps with Mm -hmm. so we were asking a lot of deep questions we were kind of um, more we'd we'd seen a lot of other relationships so we had a lot of talking points yeah and, and for reference, Taryn's 23, or, <laughs> no, no, she's, not, she's 33, she's 33, and I turned 31 this week, so, yeah. yeah. Real, um, we're old. Real cradle snatcher. Cougar. About <laughs> <laughs> two years. I know. So, um, Amanda and my story, <clears throat> Amanda and I's story, I don't know how to say that. Mine and Amanda's story. Okay, thank you. Your story. We. <laughs> Our story. 
we're a lot different. We're like fairly, we had a fairly typical sort of thing where like we were friends for six months or so. Yeah, we weren't like super close friends. No. I kind of like had a crush on him from the get go. But he totally blew me off. <laughs> she Uh-oh. loves she loves to bring that up. It's it's not necessarily true. I was just very, like, not into myself. I mean, yeah, uh, not into myself. I was into introverted. His, into his own thoughts. Maybe. And so mm-hmm. her and all and also head. like dating wasn't on my mind. And so her, um, her little attempts at flirting just kind of went over my head, and I just. I do have to say though, he was watching a movie. We were like at this group thing, and a movie Not just was on. Any movie, Halloween. <laughs> Halloween Town. Town. Yeah, hey, that's but, a good one. <laughs> but now that we're married, I know that if there's a movie on or a screen of any sort, there's no over. getting through to me. Yeah. I have to like shake him. I Even get if that. it's like the dumbest, like cartoon, anything. The I, dumbest I, thing. I'm the same way. I just like yeah. one track mind. I hear you. Yeah. So our our friend like friends from my mission lived in one apartment and friends from her mission and some other friends lived in the other apartment and our apartments we were all friends and we like the the joke was that Amanda was everyone's favorite cuz the there cuz she was like the one that we we liked all of them of course and we're still friends but Amanda was the one that like caused the least amount of drama and was just a nice. joy to be around and everyone just she was just like a Aww. light. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How romantic. <laughs> and I just, I asked her out on a date for sushi because I knew she'd never gotten sushi. I honestly don't even remember that I had said that to him, but that was his line was to take me out to sushi. Yeah. I, one, I just, I don't remember when we talked about it, but just yeah. found out that you'd never had it and I, I liked it and you don't. <laughs> Still and, don't. <laughs> but I made her try some, and she gagged it down, and well that done. was probably the last time she's ever had it. <laughs> no, I took you out for your birthday one time, and I had like and a I veggie had tofu one. sushi. Okay, yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> compromise. And we got out of the friend zone by. I'm talking a lot. Date? You talk. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I can't be serious. For the, for the audio <laughs> listeners, she just saluted the camera. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> when he asked me on this date, at first I wasn't sure if it was a date, but then he texted me. He like went down to St. George for the weekend, and then he texted me. He's like, oh, yeah, something like, can we make it a date? So that I knew it was a date, but at first I didn't know. But then that just kind of, we just kept going on dates and... I did that because I didn't want to to ask her out on a date through text message. So I technically asked her Uh out, but it was more of like, we should do this. But then I made it official through text. Smart. (laughs) So I... um... He knows how to work the system. (laughs) And then I think like about a month later, we like made it official. And And it was really... We'll, we'll talk more about, we're going to do an episode with just the two of us to talk more about our story and we'll go into it more, but it was more that like what got us more serious and talking about marriage was me coming out to her mm-hmm. and because you have to have like those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. And so those led to, it kind of started as like, well, what have you always imagined marriage looking like? And like, if, if we get married, what would this be like? And then it kind of just morphed into like, well, 
when we get married and it just like felt really natural mm-hmm. I don't think either of us really ever had a moment where we were like yes we're getting married but that's just kind of no sorry that's a little <laughs> yeah but that, that's a good segue into one of the other main questions that we got um, from a few people just generally what were some of the concerns or primary questions that we had to discuss leading up to our marriage specifically people were asking and wanting to know like what Amanda, what concerns did you have leading up to your marriage to Sky and Taryn? What were your concerns leading up to our marriage? Uh-huh. <laughs> she just, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, there were concerns. There were. <laughs> so many, so many concerns. Uh, Go for it. Just kind of like, how is this gonna work? I'm trying to think of exactly, like in my head, I know what it was, but. What about you, Taryn? What were some of your questions? <laughs> it's not coming to this. It's not coming out. Um, I think I generally had kind of. I'm trying to again how to phrase it too, but I think I was so okay with Preston that it was I more had questions of like when other people started talking about it of like oh he's gay that must mean this. There was a lot of assumptions made. There was a lot of questions that other people had that, I don't know, weren't always positive, but um, so then that led me to ask very in-depth questions and Mm -hmm. we talked about it constantly. And yeah, it was, again, how is it gonna work? Because I don't know, through our whole courtship, it, it was kind of like I was learning and growing too about things. Like I was trying to understand and gain a testimony about things or gain an understanding of things when it was either an immature view or an incorrect view. Um, yeah. And it, and it really started from scratch. Similarly, mm-hmm. Taryn and I had to talk about like, wait, what do you ideally, what do you want in a spouse? What do you want in a marriage? And that was kind of some of the first questions. Mm-hmm. But then I remember specifically the night that we had that conversation about do you need somebody who is physically attracted to you? Because I cannot do that. I cannot bring that to the marriage. So if that is something you genuinely need, I will walk away. I love you and respect you. And if that is like a a deal breaker need that you have, that's okay. Like think about it. Tell me if that is the case and I'll walk away. And she had to think about it. Like she wasn't ready to give an answer that night. It was a few weeks actually. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, again, I had that idea in my mind of, you know, when you're 12 and it's like, is he cute? And is he strong? And is he whatever? And it was, I don't know, I had to do a lot of self-reflection and it, I realized like, no, actually that's not, I think a lot of people think of it as being like this, oh, you're not desired and you're not special to them. And that's not the case at all for us where it's, there's so many other ways that we connect and we do connect physically. Like that's that, it's been, we started off spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and the kind of the last thing was physical intimacy. And so it just had this natural flow to it. So yeah, those questions kind of came naturally mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's okay. We're okay. We're good. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, I'd say that's, <coughs> excuse me, a little like fairly similar to with me and Amanda, it was, like you said, it, like it started as more of a backward from what you see in, in pop culture where mm-hmm. it's first physical and mm-hmm. then like you try to 
build something on top of that. Yeah. For us, it was um, emo- like emotional and a friendship that built first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we added layers upon that of like more romantic and more physical and, and everything like that. Um, and just like from what you have told me, there, I think the, the worries that you had happened because of miscommunications between us. <laughs> Because there was a lot that we were discussing and, and like, it's such a uncharted territory, like not, not, there aren't many people in a mixed orientation marriage. And so we, we had to, in, in a lot of ways it did feel kind of lonely because like there mm-hmm. were some who were open about their experience and, and we gravitated toward them. Some good examples, some not so good. And we had to discern that and just kind of be very open and honest about our concerns. And I don't know, did you, were you, have you thought of what, how you want to word that? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was really concerned about if we could actually have a healthy relationship and a healthy marriage. That was really important to me. And I really wanted to make sure that, yeah, that was like my main priority is, is can this actually be a healthy, loving marriage? Mm -hmm. And then I guess, part of that was, am I going to be able to, like, am I going to feel loved and, like, valued within this marriage? And I just kind of had to navigate that, asking a lot of questions, a lot of very, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very awkward, I guess, questions. Yeah. Like, questions that you don't have to ask someone Mm. who is straight. You know, if you're in a relationship, you just assume these things. But I, I think personally, it really strengthened our relationship to ask those questions and be able to kind of think about things and be like, well, okay, 20 years down the road, a lot of people lose their sex drive, like plummets and like, what would that look like for us? And I don't know, just a lot of different things. And are you attracted to me? Like, do you think I'm pretty? And uh, like, what does the attraction look like? What does that mean for you? And are you going to be unhappy or Mm -hmm. are we going to be able to ever have sex? Like, is that even going to be a thing? Or what is this? Like, what is it going to look like? Just a lot of very, just a lot of transparent conversations. Very transparent. Yeah. Constantly. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like one conversation and done it was something Mm -hmm. because then that would build and you'd think of more questions Uh and then you'd be like okay I thought of another one (laughs) how does that work and it would just roll yep and something that really helped Taryn and I in the month before we got married we were recommended a book called and they were not ashamed Mm -hmm. phenomenal book it it helped us I wouldn't recommend it to people um, unless you're getting close to marriage or if you're already married just because uh, there were a few chapters where we were like, whoo, I was feeling something, something, <laughs> reading that chapter. <laughs> and, and so we, but it was super helpful because it gave us vocabulary. It gave us talking points and scenarios to run through. and About like sex and intimacy. Yeah, in, mm-hmm. in a marriage. So like, le- like that last month right before we got married, it was super helpful. Because again, we walked through a lot of different things of what about this? What about that? And how? what are your feelings about this? And so that by the time we were married, we, we knew what the game plan was. Mm-hmm. I think with both of our stories, it sounds, it was very spirit-led, where it was asking hard questions, I mean, both ways, and taking them to the Lord as well. 
and being directed by him because there were so many times that I it was just like oh I don't know I don't know um, but it was nope keep going keep going and and it was very spirit-led in the way of the, we were asking questions that we had both been thinking about the topics before so then we'd come together and we'd be able to discuss it and it's like oh I was thinking about that too or we'd ask questions in the moment we'd be inspired to, to say something that we wouldn't have normally said. It was, yep. yeah, that was key. Well, I think, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. All I was going to say is I think my brain was, when, when I first found out, I was just kind of in shock at first. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, I, I don't even know, like, what I want to do right now, but I, like, can we just pause? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I have a lot of questions. Like, I'm not ready to say no. I don't want to date you anymore. I'm also not ready to just, like, jump into, like, this engagement with you like I have a lot of let's just pump the brakes <laughs> let me ask my questions and I think there was like this not even like a written list or anything but just like a list in my head of okay well I have to uh, any relationship for me that would go like even qualify for marriage has to meet all these different criteria and so I think even though I wasn't like checking off a list I think in my brain I was subconsciously <coughs> doing that yeah you know like mm -hmm. okay does it meet this qualification and this and this and this and or even a need exactly yeah. exactly just like just different things that I'm like hey I need this in order to like be married I need this list fulfilled in order to move forward in a relationship mm -hmm. so it's just like a process of going through that list even though consciously I didn't really think about that and well, checking off oh no he doesn't meet that he doesn't meet that <laughs> <laughs> well this is actually a good segue into like another or another <clears throat> question we had a few about this it's just like how did you know it was right that you get married so we're talking about kind of all the build-up and the process mm -hmm. but like was there a moment was there a spiritual impression how did you know it was the right choice to marry your spouse that's me i'm your spouse I know. I did know that. Thanks for telling me. Who wants to go first? Um, I kind of already like started talking about this, but I think for us, and I've thought about this a lot, it just like, I guess really just repeating what I said before, he just fulfilled, like filled all the things I wanted in a spouse, and he was my best friend, and it just felt really natural, like just kind of progressed that way and it felt like I didn't ever have like one moment where I was like yes this is the man I need to marry but it was just kind of like yeah like we together it was almost like we had built our future together through conversation and like talking about what our future would look like and that just like made it more and more real and it just like naturally just kind of happened and it I never had any warning signs of like don't marry him mm. I also didn't have anything that was like this is the only person that you can ever marry ever <laughs> but it just yeah it just like felt good and so we just kept going and I guess now here we are <laughs> I'm curious of your of your that, end of that I mean yeah like ditto it was uh, there, there have been uh, leaders of the church who have talked about how we don't necessarily believe in the idea of soulmates and mm. how like if you take two people who have similar values and goals, you, um, in a lot of cases, not in all cases, but like in a lot of cases, you can make something happy and fulfilling, which mm -hmm. doesn't sound very romantic, 
but at the same time, it's very encouraging. Disney lied to us? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Preston. Shocker. No, yes. that was like mind-blowing when my mom told me that. Nice like, wait, what? I mean, but there's not the one? It, it was just like a lot of... Um, for me, it was never like a, a, like she said, a yes, definitely, nothing else will work. It was mm-hmm. just a, like a um, kind of an up to you and like a yes, that this is a good idea. And I obviously cared for Amanda and, and loved her and enjoyed being with her. And we got along and um, it, it just like became, it started out, like I said, as a friendship, but became something much more. And as we started talking about our future, like Amanda said, the the vision of our future just kind of we didn't we couldn't see exactly into the future, but we started to get glimpses of what our life would look like, and and that's what we both wanted. Mm-hmm. So and it was we, really encouraging when you'd catch like a little those moments where you'd catch a glimpse of oh well this is what our future could look like. It was really encouraging mm-hmm. and hopeful. One other thing I wanted to add really fast is we learned how to one talk about hard things through the process of asking all those millions and millions of questions. We also learned how to like resolve conflict. Um, I think we even, was that when we were engaged when we went and saw like a marriage and family camp therapist? Um, I believe so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And we just kind of talked about like different, um, mm, what, what would you say? Like uh, he talked about like relationship common relationship dynamics, dynamics that happen yeah. and how you work off of each other's insecurities oh. uh-huh. and how that can cycle down and we did have moments that were really hard where we felt like the the relationship was was going to end there was one night in particular where i had already moved into where we are now um and we just had we were just both not feeling very well and just had a bad day both of us bad day and it played off of each other Amanda asked, like, she needed reassurance that I just felt emotionally not able to give just because I was beat. And so I wasn't able to, like, give her some sort of reassurance that she needed. And she, of course, internalized that. And then I fed off of that. And it spiraled down. And that was probably the hardest night of our relationship. And one where we felt like, all right, well, this is it. This, This sucks. But you went to your mom and dad's. Yeah. I mean, like, I think we ended the night. Like, I left and we we're like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We didn't really know. We just were like, okay, let's go to bed. It's late. Let's talk tomorrow. And I ended up going crying to my parents or something. And they're like, we were like a month out or a month and a half maybe from our wedding. And they just kind of talked you off the ledge. Yeah. I thought it was the end of the world. I thought everything was coming, crashing they, down. They just kind me. of reminded us that, like, Satan Take is a minute, real. like, <laughs> yeah. most couples go through something like this, especially mm-hmm. as you're getting close to a temple marriage, like, mm-hmm. the adversary's going to work extra hard on you. Just take a minute, like, this isn't the end. Let's reassess. It was just like a... And, yeah. A talk down, mm-hmm. and, and Amanda ended up texting me something to that effect of, like, let's, like, I still really care about you, let's not call this quits let's just like (laughs) continue (laughs) i feel like i have to clarify we weren't really like we weren't calling it quits like we hadn't like no and we weren't we felt like we were really close but in retrospect i don't think we were really all that close yeah because like we've we've had hard nights similar since being married but it never feels like oh our marriage is going to end 
Yeah. Because it's just a hard night. And... We're committed and like we know. Mm-hmm. But what about you two? Why don't you go first? Well, I remember when I first told Taryn I choose you. Mm-hmm. She was like, what? Um, How unromantic. Yeah, it, it's again, that's not what Disney movies say. If yeah. I choose you. And the more we said it to each other, the more special that phrase became. If, like, again, sorry, I knew this about myself. I knew I was a catch. Like, I, I had known that for years. And not in some, like, haughty way of, like, I had all my crap figured out. No, I, I had things that I was bringing into the marriage that I wasn't proud of, but... But I knew I was a catch. I had always wanted to be married. It was something that I was always thinking about, even when I didn't want, when I said I didn't want to. But I I still knew, like, I wanted to be a lover and to be loved. So, like... Like a tool woman to... Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I I already knew that was going to happen. And I had known for years that I wanted to marry (laughs) Tara. So our, our story's a little different. Yeah. I actually remember you like coming to podcast episodes saying like, this girl that I would marry in a heartbeat. And I do remember do that. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well. It's like, it's, it's all just up to her. And she Here wants we are. No, he literally would say that. So. Well, and honestly, like I, I, Taryn set the pace of our courtship because we had dated before and I was the one pushing a lot of things and instigating a lot of things before. And round two, it was like, Nope, she sets the pace. We go at her pace. And it worked marvelously. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a bad thing. But it was just something that, like, over and over again, we just came back to this idea of, like, we choose each other. Mm-hmm. It, we loved our friendship so much that it was just time to take it to the next level. Like, it, it mm-hmm. naturally needed to evolve into something more. And I, I didn't believe that I would ever get this revelation of, like, you should marry her. Like, I rarely does God do that because he's trying to teach us to make good choices on our own. He's Mm -hmm. not trying to control us and make decisions for us. But I mean it, I, and again, I already knew I wanted Taryn. And so it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to get on board (laughs) with the idea of marriage. But, (laughs) but I will say like, I had a very beautiful spiritual experience where I, I talked to God about it and he told me what I was getting into. And it kind of felt like that, like father's permission talk but with him and uh yeah after that i was like all right this is happening like we're doing this and i think we were engaged a couple months later but yeah well let's hear the other side of oh, that oh yes i was the reluctant one <laughs> um i had a lot of health issues as well the past five years i'm obviously i'm better now but that was like my mental health and my emotional health wasn't really and your physical and my physical health was not I was not doing so hot so I was just in a low place as it is and so when he came back and was like let's date again I I genuinely feel like I've always known (laughs) deep down inside of me that we were going to end up together but what we've talked about a lot is I was not willing to engage in the potential of us pause she told me that after we got married (laughs) I found out after <coughs> it was like we got June married. when I was like I wrote in my journal I was like hey I know I'm gonna marry him what does that mean now she didn't tell me that until after <laughs> we got so married funny. and after we got married she tells me that she had a crush on me a couple times over the yeah. years and I was like what so she uh, played hard to get a little oh, bit oh she played so hard to get anyway, I, I played insecure sorry, <laughs> sorry go ahead it was just funny that it's like I'm here going like yeah of course I'm gonna marry her 
for years. And then she's like, he, I want to marry him too. But didn't say anything. <laughs> but it wasn't until like last summer when I we kept spending time together. And it got to the point where I was even like, okay, we spend a lot of time together. And, and because we were such good friends and have been for years, we had that, again, that transparency where we've seen each other in our, on our bad days, on our good days, um, when we had spiritual insights, when mm-hmm. we had frustrations with, you know, social media or, or whatever work, it was. Or, or family work. or whatever. And so the more and more we started dating and I would, I mean, continue to pray. And it was always, I always felt good when I was with him. I felt like I was, I could, uh, you know, accomplish anything. And so it finally came into my choice. Obviously, that's what God wants us to do, but being willing to engage in the potential of our relationship. And yeah, that was kind of when I was like, okay, no, we're in this and we're going to go for it. And, and we, again, we started building things. We started intentionally having conversations and doing different things and dating and whatever. Now I'm just rambling. Yeah. But. Well, and that became a theme then of our courtship um, was engage in the potential. We would say that to each other all the time mm-hmm. of like when we felt like we wanted to retreat from a hard conversation, it was like, no, engage in the potential. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much. What could this conversation bring? Yeah. And it brought a lot to? of inspiration. It brought a lot of answers mm-hmm. and it brought a lot of clarity and peace of mind and heart. And so. And again, that all that like mental muscle work yeah. has made like, marriage really nice yeah <laughs> again marriage not that like hard things haven't happened yeah. but like we're so secure in our relationship that it doesn't matter what happens yeah we've had all kinds of stuff happen since we got married mm-hmm. but it's like we're fine yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we we good i think that i was looking at the next question that's actually a good qual or a question to segue into are you ready i'm ready okay mm-hmm. you ready <laughs> what is one quality you love most about each other and how has that strengthened your marriage relationship? That's a great question. I w- will give Amanda some time to think about that because I know it'll take her a while to come up with an idea of what she likes about me. So <laughs> do you want to go first? Tara? Yes. Okay. What quality and what are, or what are my favorite things about you? Mm-hmm. Um, something that I have loved and appreciated is the trust and the respect that we, I think we have both for each other. Um, since we've been friends for so long, we've been able to really see the best and the worst in each other. But I feel safe, like Preston's a safe place for me to be um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and also so open, just so honest and so willing to do what's right, willing to do what's necessary to strengthen our relationship, willing to strengthen the relationship with Christ, our relationship with Christ, and sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You know this guy. We, we laugh a lot. We <laughs> laugh a lot. It's we have fun. Again, that was that was one of the most wonderful things that I, I always wanted to marry someone with a sense of humor that we could laugh with each other. We could mm-hmm. laugh kindly <clears throat> at each other when mm-hmm. we say weird things. We don't take each other too seriously that we can't have fun. That that's a huge one. We don't yeah. take ourselves so seriously that we can't just laugh mm-hmm. or laugh when we're being laughed at. <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah. we just I don't know, we we don't take things personally. I don't know. That's a, a huge quality. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite qualities in Taryn is her spiritual resilience. Like because again, I've known her for so long. I've seen some of the experiences that she's had to go through in life and as a friend would just ache 
to watch her go through these hard things, but was always so impressed with her resilience, the, the ability to bend back into shape after being under stress. And um, she just, she was a sleeping giant. And it's just been so cool to see that giant waking up over the last few years. And again, that's why I was like, can we please do it again? <laughs> I just, I was smitten because again, she felt like my equal, which I hated hearing the phrase, marry up. Like that's so derogatory towards the other spouse. Like I hate that idea. And so I, I was so excited that I finally felt like I'd found somebody that was my equal. Um, so like that was a huge thing. Again, this spiritual resilience and like somebody who could keep up in humor and spirituality and whatever, gospel topics, mm-hmm. po- politics, wh- whatever it was that we wanted to engage in, we could do it together, even if it wasn't the other person's strong interest yeah. Yeah, or, or strong suit. Mm-hmm. We could still do it together. So, yeah. Well, Amanda and I always talk about how we are kind of each other's like other half, which is a cliche, but true. Like, um, we, we spend the majority of our time together, but never really get sick of spending time with each other. It's like when we're away from each other, we miss each other and we don't plan a lot that, that involves us spending time outside of spending time with each other, which we we should probably do more, but like we, we just have fun together and like we enjoy being with each other and, and she does really feel like my other half and I love how um she's just like a very thoughtful person um very introspective and like very careful like she wants to know the ins and out of something when she when she's interested in something like with with being a mom she um puts everything that she is into being a mom to Remy and like spends all of her time researching how she can be um, like what she needs to know for the development of Remy and what she needs to be prepared for. And I like really struggled to keep up, (laughs) but she like will send me Instagram (laughs) posts or something to try and (laughs) nudge me. Um, (laughs) But she, yeah, just a very like kind and introspective and, emotionally intelligent person Mm. well thank you (laughs) man i was really rocking my brain here (laughs) just kidding (laughs) no more so i was just trying to figure out like how can i condense this super long list and yeah right put it into little tiny bullet points (laughs) no that's really true um Something I love about Sky is I just feel like he's just good. Like, he's just good to his core, like, trying to do what's right, trying to fulfill his roles as a father and as a husband, and just good. He's just good. Mm-hmm. And um, he's also really, um, what's the word, like, really stable for me, like a really stable, safe place, because sometimes my emotions are all over the place, especially with, gosh, everything that we've gone through in the past four and a half years since we got married um with IVF and all the hormones and being pregnant twice and just all the craziness I just feel like my emotions are kind of all over the place sometimes and so he's really good at um being stable and um like emotionally 
mature and even if I like lash out at him he doesn't like get mad and like lash back out at me he's just really kind and I do hurt sometimes because I am not the nicest person and I'm not the best wife but um (laughs) so sometimes when I'm not very nice to him he's still nice to me so I mean that's a good thing (laughs) and I mean I could just keep going but he's just great again also I was gonna say he's also very did I already say emotionally mature emotionally intelligent Mm -hmm. yep well, thanks. Let's move on from the mushy gushy. I know. I know. You guys are staring into each other's eyes. I know. I, I don't mean, even think I listed a characteristic, did I? <laughs> I was just like, you're great. <laughs> no, you nice. did. You okay. did. Okay, good. Also, our sense of humor. Yeah. That's kind of what drew me to him in the first place mm-hmm. when I got a little crushy crush on him. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Can you please cut that out? I'm so mad at myself. No one's supposed to see that part of me. Yeah, no, that's staying in for sure. (laughs) I'm all embarrassed. So let's, there's one thing I've been thinking a lot about um, preparing for this. And skipping a little bit here, but um, we don't want to be here all night. I just wanted to, there are a lot of questions about like how, let's see, where's one specific how do you respond, react to questions and comments in opposition to your decision to marry your husbands? Um, that's one that we've talked about a lot. And Taryn, you alluded to it earlier mm-hmm. about how that was like one of the hard things that you have had to deal with in the marriage. Is <laughs> not necessarily like how you feel about each other, but how others perceive how you feel about each other and yeah. what assumptions that they make and how entitled they feel to share those opinions <laughs> with you. Um, yes. They're like just today, even I tweeted something completely unrelated. And whenever I tweet something that like gets some amount of traction, people find my page and they see that I'm in a mixed orientation marriage. And then they feel very entitled to like voice their opinion mm-hmm. about that. So they're, they're just today people talking about how um, like, they'll always say something like I'm, I'm saving this tweet for five years. And I'm going to check back and see like, <laughs> and their marriage falls apart. <laughs> their marriage falls apart and <laughs> I'll check back. Like, cause it's inevitable to happen. All these things, yeah. horrible things to say. And like, not, um, I, I'm always like, thanks for the vote of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how I'll just open the question up. How do you, how do we all deal with opposition? Because it is, um, it's a very unique situation that we're in. Like we're not oblivious to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there are a lot of people with a lot of opinions. Um, how do we navigate that? Well, what's interesting is there were two different questions that came in two different themes. It was like, what's the hardest thing in your marriage and relationship? And then how do you respond to like opposition and negativity online and, and other people? And the answer is the same for both questions. Like, the hardest part of our relationship is nothing between us. It's again, outside influences trying to weasel their way in. Um, and that's been the case from the beginning is it was always outside influences that made our relationship harder. Whereas like, again, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Like again, we have this long standing relationship. Well, and the question that people don't understand, like what's the hardest thing? It's like mental health talking about budgeting. Mm-hmm. What are like the basic things, yeah. that normal things, normal things and, yeah. traditional couples discuss so something that I've thought a lot about is 
the biggest thing that bothered me when we were dating is when people would just hear gay and then their their mind just went somewhere else with assumptions and I was like you don't even know me you don't know Preston you don't know us together and that that was probably the most hurtful thing is when people would just already make assumptions about Preston oh because he's gay this is probably what he's doing and it was just frustrating so it kind of shut me down because I again the assumptions and people become more bold with their questions some of it is um, I think intentionally wounding but some of its ignorance or just you don't know but when people directly ask you do you have sex with your husband or they say oh you're dating a gay man what if he cheats on you like turn that around and ask any other couple and that's not appropriate it's not kind and I've had people tell me oh I hope that your marriage works and I, I don't know that rubs me the wrong way because it's again you don't know me you don't know him you don't know us and it's just again on on your wedding post to just completely trash this couple that you know nothing about and make all these assumptions mm-hmm. what yeah. and you asked like how do we deal with it she would come to me raging of like can you believe they said this or like what the heck like they don't or know just us. crying yeah. <laughs> I don't have social media for mm-hmm. partly for that reason I got off of it years ago but it was just people got so mean that I'm yep. like I'm gonna disconnect from that I don't even want to go into that <laughs> well and and ultimately we would always take it to the Lord too yeah. we would even when we didn't want to pray we would pray yeah. about these hard heavy opposing forces Mm -hmm. again they were always outside forces though and to those of you who are like let's wait for it to blow up um it's not going to be because i'm gay like we we determined that a long ago of like if we stop being friends or or our heaven forbid our marriage falls apart it will not be because of my sexuality or her sexuality um grow up (laughs) it will be be, (laughs) it will be because of other serious issues like this is not a serious issue Mm-hmm. in our relationship <clears throat> I yeah. think um, kind of building off of something Taryn was saying is like I think people have all these like misconceptions about what it means to be gay and they think I mean I was guilty of this Skylar came Same. out to me and I was like okay so you're gay but you're dating me does that mean you think my body's gross like do you think I'm ugly like are you repulsed by me and I feel like our culture has put that into people's brains is that that's what we're experiencing or that he's never experienced any amount of attraction for me. And the, <laughs> I was telling Sky this, just thought of this. I was telling him the other day, I was like, I feel like the question that everybody's asking or like wants to ask is like, how does it work? Like, how does sex mm. work? Like, we like about the same what thing. is your sex life <laughs> like? It. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I'm like, Okay, well, first of all, wow, really, we're getting real personal here. But I mean, mm-hmm. we do, we have kind of put ourselves out there on display. So but just like the amount of uh, like boldness that people have, and like mm-hmm. the assumption, the entitlement that they have to ask all of these very personal questions. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, we're open about our our, our uh, marriage, our situation, and um, we want to talk about these things. But <laughs> at the same time. Like, it just entitles people to ask all of these questions yeah. that, would, like Taryn was saying, they would never ask any other couple. It's like they want the nitty-gritty of, like, 
the bedroom. Like, what's going on in the bedroom? What's going on in the relationship? I'm like, mm. that's... Like, you wouldn't ask, a, a, like, a, a heterosexual whatever couple. <laughs> I don't know how to properly... A normal couple. A normal couple. <laughs> you also wouldn't go to a gay couple or a lesbian couple and ask them what their sex life is like. So it's like, we're just kind of like this weird anomaly in the mm -hmm. middle i guess and i um like for better or for worse i have i like in, inadvertently um put ourselves out there a lot more than other couples experience just because um of like that tweet that i had about our marriage that got a lot of attention and kind of thrust us into the limelight and um eventually like led us to opportunities like the podcast but at the same time thrust us into this space where um, thousands of strangers were voicing their opinion about our marriage, which is a really weird place to be. Um, but like not everyone experiences that you, you guys don't really have that direct of a, no. a, a line. Mm -hmm. No. And, and I mean, I'll see things on social media sometimes, but to, like I said, Taryn's not even on it and I don't share those things with her. We, we've, we've determined she does not <laughs> want to see those. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause that's, again, that's why she got out of social media years ago. So I'm not going to bring that to her now that mm -hmm. she's out of it. So yeah, most of that I notice and it's just like, what it's never affected me uh, again. This was actually one of the things Taryn struggled with, but I've never cared what other people think. Ask my mom. Ever since I was a kid, I'm just like, I'm me and deal with it. Like, I've never cared what other people think. It doesn't affect yeah. me like it does to And my mom was like, yeah, you've been like this since you were three. <laughs> yeah. So that's just a personality yeah. difference yeah. between us. But like, so it, I just laugh and scroll on. Like, it doesn't yeah. affect me. I'm like, whatever, they're having a bad day. Eat some Wheaties. <laughs> but it just doesn't affect me. But, but it's interesting, though, because... Um, like Amanda, I want to kind of go back to what Amanda was saying though. It's like people make a lot of assumptions and want to know what happens in the bedroom. And it's like, uh, I just went to BYU's education week all last week and I went to several classes on marriage and sexuality in a marriage from professionals who are counselors and marriage therapists and even sex therapists. And I'm sitting in these classes going, oh, Taryn and I do that. Oh, Taryn and I communicate that way. Oh, Taryn and I are doing this too. Oh, cool. Like, it was so validating to be like, all this advice from the professionals is still applicable in our marriage. Like, all of these things are still working. And um, the communication patterns or templates that you can get from professionals or uh, even just like the patterns of listening and validating and then problem solving. And uh, I mean, we don't really fight. We've never fought about anything. So... Because, again, we, we have these communication skills already that it was, like, super validating to be in these classes last week and be like, oh, these are basic, true principles on what makes a marriage healthy. <laughs> and we do it. And <laughs> and we take the time to do it. That That's, put I think, work yeah, it. I think that's where maybe a lot of relationships may go wrong is they just don't put in the time and effort um, because it takes time and so anyway, I just think that was really interesting. Again, people always want to know how it goes down. And it's like, uh, grow up <laughs> like, and, and educate yourself on marriage therapy and psychology. And again, basics, but they're fundamental and have made a really good bedrock for Taryn and I's relationship. And, and, and you don't need like... to know the nitty gritty details. They're, they're not for you. But the principles that are taught in marriage therapy are broadly applicable. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about too. And like, I'm writing a book right now about um, just giving my advice on how to thrive as a gay Latter Day Saint. And I was thinking earlier about how um, not to like undersell my book, but a lot of the advice that I give is broadly applicable and like just live the gospel. And it's like <laughs> things that we know. Um, and it's just don't make excuses for yourself. Don't see your situation as vastly different than everyone else's because of one factor. Like don't focus, don't put all your eggs in that basket. We've talked about this before, Mm -hmm. but just, um, like uh, operate, operate how other people do and like have been successful operating Mm -hmm. and just assume that it'll work for you and then work out the kinks as they come. But don't operate in this, oh, we're like, our relationship is so different and so unique and, like, we have all these things that are so different and, like, no one knows what we're going through. All of those things are completely false. Mm -hmm. Like, for the most part, our relationship is very normal and the dynamics are, like, any other couple. Um, the, The issues that we deal with are very similar, like what other couples deal with the mm-hmm. the husband being a <coughs> a doughhead and not listening oh when gosh. when the <laughs> wife is talking and like finances <laughs> and all the all the things that you the stereotypical things that you you hear about like have been very yeah kind of to add on to what Skylar was saying <clears throat> um how do i explain this um every couple is unique he's saying Okay, it sounds like I'm going to contradict him, but I'm not, I promise. So every couple is unique in the fact that every couple has their own dynamic and everything, but there are principles. It's kind of like bringing together what you two both said. Mm -hmm. There are principles and there are truths that we know through the gospel, through revelation, through um, history, through science, through all these different factors and facets that we have found that prove to help every single relationship. So it's really important to build off of those and to, like Skylar said, don't make yourself the exception. You're not, no one's the exception. You know, Christ's love and Christ, the gospel is for everyone. And also to add on to another thing that he was going to say, <laughs> um, our relationship, I think it would surprise people how normal it is, how normal every aspect is, not just the day-to-day, but like we said, the sexual relationship, the friendship, the communication. I mean, we have our own communication issues from time to time. Most of them my fault. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Um, I had different insecurities of myself that have absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he is gay. They are from my own experiences, my own issues and problems. But that's just part of the relationship. Every relationship kind of has those. And so I guess I'm just trying to say our relationship is so normal. <laughs> and I don't think people, there was something else I was going to add to that, but I don't really remember. I get so scared and nervous when I speak. You did great. Thank you. I wanted to plug one last thing in. My person <clears throat> and I had gone up to my grandma's house and we had, when we told her we were getting engaged and she kind of told us, <coughs> excuse me, about her marriage and <coughs> sorry, <I'm> air. <laughs> she talked about really the most important things are the twenty four seven things 
of just how do you treat your spouse the 24 or 7 the the not just like oh you're going to work or you're going this okay what leads up to that how, how are you treating them about being around the house are you kind to them do you communicate with them mm -hmm. do you are you do you guys have things set up of like okay how are we going to tackle these chores or how are we going to do groceries this week or are we going to meal prep or meal plan plan um, <laughs> meal plan but it's the more day-to-day -day things that really help you gain traction so that when the bigger things come up you've kind of already set that precedence of how to handle those big things because they really do add up and they they have meaning i don't want to paint myself as like an expert expert or anything in this field because i'm obviously not but there is this research study and don't quote me on anything because i don't know all the statistics or anything but this is it in essence it's done it was done by john gottman i believe and it basically they would create these like living environments where the couple would just live and do the day-to-day -day and um they would like track how many positive interactions they had to how many negative interactions they had um and then also i believe that they would track negative interactions and then like repairs mm -hmm. after the mm. negative interaction and count the repair as like a positive interaction anyways the ratio and this is where I'm like not 100% certain, so please do not quote me on this. I want to say it was 10 to 1. So 10 positive interactions for every one negative interaction is like what the like perfect ratio was mm. at like the minimum, I want to say, um, for like the best interactions. And so that's just kind of to build off of what you said, like that the day-to-day -day, and this is like totally off topic but really the day-to-day -day little things is what um like making those positive and treating your spouse with love and kindness and respect is really what and i want to say they like tracked those and they could pinpoint pretty oh, accurately mm -hmm. what couples were going to get divorced mm -hmm. based on how many positive versus negative interactions they yes. had hmm. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Taryn and I had a realization. This was just last night, wasn't it? We were just, I think it was just pillow talk. And we were like, wait, we say thank you to mm -hmm. each other all the time. Like, and we mean it. It's yeah. not some like not trite saying. Like, yeah. yeah, we just, it kind of like caught us off guard last night. We were like, wait a minute. We say thank you a lot to each other. Like, again, we don't take ourselves so seriously. We're not selfish. And we just are like, oh, thank you. You did that for me. Like. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> and, it, and you know that the other means it, where it's just like, thanks for taking the time for making dinner tonight or yeah. for cleaning the bathroom or... Refilling yeah. the soap or yeah, exactly. doing the that dishes or like whatever. It's like we're always thanking each other and acknowledging what the other yes. does for the relationship. So mm -hmm. yeah. again, 24-7 things. Yeah. Well, um, we're kind of winding down here, but just um, maybe another question or two. Um, another one that we got here is <coughs> less, ha, like having less to do with relationships and more about like, how do you respond or re no, that's, that's, sorry, I was reading the wrong one. <laughs> how do I encourage my gay son who wants to re re remain on the covenant path? Should I encourage him to date women? How would you approach teaching children about sex, uh, sexuality and attraction? That's, that last one's kind of separate, but how, like. How, how do we navigate this field of, okay, we have gay members of the church. Like, should we um, encourage them to date members of the opposite sex? 
Like, should it be something that we encourage and, um, like, shoot for? Or, um, or do we need to have all these caveats? Like, what sort of path should we take there? I'm very opinionated when it comes to this question. Um, I don't think we should prescribe dating methods and whatever. It's like, I don't think we should get, we should focus on dating. We should focus on the doctrine and the truths. Mm -hmm. I, I will always go back to the doctrine and the truths. And, and like we mentioned before too, the, the science too, because this will involve psychology and marriage skills and communication skills and whatnot. Like the more I learned about the doctrine of marriage and family, the more I learned about the doctrine of commandments, the more I learned about psychology and communication methods the more I wanted to date. Nobody had to tell me to date. I wanted to date women, the more I understood that doctrine. So to those who are single in the church and are gay and are wondering, like, is this going to work? You don't have to make that decision right now. The decision you can make right now is, I'm going to learn more about this, um, and I'm going to take this to the Lord and seek my own conversion and understanding of those basic doctrines. Um, and give yourself the time to learn those things and to come to those conclusions and to gain your own testimony of those doctrines. Because again, then the behavior will follow. If, yeah, again, if you hyper-focus on dating, which I did sometimes and would get so tripped up focusing on dating and not on the truth, because um, I lost track of the truth, like dating was so stressful and was actually kind of damaging sometimes. It was like, no, 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 back up. Mm -hmm. What is true? What are, why is marriage and family so important to God? What does it mean? And anyway, that, that's my opinion of that is focus on the doctrine and the behavior will follow. I like, I like that. I am, um, the more that I have like delved into this, um, idea of like the efficacy of mixed orientation marriages, um, the more I'm realizing that it is really like uncharted territory. Like I said, um, there it, it takes, like, I want, I want to prescribe this to others because of how happy my marriage has been, mm -hmm. but I know that I can't do that. So it does, like, take um, a certain, not, not trying to boost myself up here, but, like, it takes a certain type of person, like, a certain <clears throat> personality, personality traits, and, like you said, an, like, an emphasis on the doctrine, um, what we do know about mixed orientation marriages is very mixed. Some of it is not very good. Some of it is a little bit more favorable. Um, but like it is, it is something that you do need to take case by case. And if you're a gay member of the church who like, this is your goal and this is what you want. Um, you just have to be very honest with yourself, with your, with your goals, with your intentions. Um, and then be willing to like, take it little by little as it comes. And, um, like you said, if, if it's feeling too much, don't, don't feel like you need to rush into anything. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, like, like we've been talking about the same, it's the same advice for m most any other relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, just like with a little, with an added layer of complexity for sure. Well, and something I heard last week at education week, again, from multiple professionals in this field, Across the board, it doesn't matter what kind of orientations are in your marriage, the biggest killer of 
love and intimacy in a marriage is anxiety. <clears throat> so, and for me, the biggest killer of anxiety was truth. Like coming back to truth. What are, what's real? What are actual good expectations, healthy expectations to have? And that, that helped get rid of a lot of the anxieties I had over the years. And if you're a leader or a parent <clears throat> with somebody in your life who has these questions, demonstrate the gospel, live the gospel. If you're not living the gospel and therefore they have no example in the gospel, well, little wonder they don't want to live it themselves. So, and, and I have this in my book. I love this quote from Emma Lou Thane. It comes from her article called Mother Killed the Rattlesnakes. But she just talked about how beautiful her parents' marriage was. And she says this phrase, they tempted us into emulation without a preachment or a mandate. I love that phrase because, again, I had good examples of good, healthy, robust, gospel-centered marriages in my life that, again, I, I, I wanted it. I, I wanted what I saw in other people. So, again, I just did the research and did the work necessary to be comfortable with the idea. And, and I, then I met <clears throat> Taryn years later. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this kind of segues into the question about how do you respond to your husband admitting strong attractions to men? Just, I feel like we should kind of touch on that. Um, Can I add something really fast yeah. to this last one? Oh, sorry. <clears throat> one thing I think that this, I'm pretty sure you and I have talked about this, um, especially when we were dating, well, after he came out to me and we were engaged and newly married. I think we talked about how if um, someone chooses for themselves that this is something that they want to explore and want to figure out, one thing that is really difficult for someone experiencing same-sex attraction, for lack of a better way to explain that, <laughs> um, <clears throat> is when they're dating um, someone, they're always... I don't know. I don't want to speak to everyone, but I feel like Scott, this was true for Sky. You were like over analyzing every feeling and moment that we were interacting. And so I think kind of to build off of the anxiety, like just taking a second to enjoy the moment. If you really enjoy someone's company, just enjoy being with them rather than um, the temptation to sit and analyze. Like, am I attracted to them? Am I feeling xyz and and just like is this gonna work because you really just need to figure out enjoying the moment with that person and letting whatever you're feeling because i i really feel like anxiety just crushes any other emotion um it just you can't you get so inside your head you know that you can't really think of much else but the anxiety and so. the the psychology term or practice that Amanda's referring to is called mindfulness. That's what yes. pulls you out of those anxiety moments, which yep. again was something I heard from multiple professionals last week is practice mindfulness, like be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yep. <coughs> so going back to Taryn's question, mm -hmm. um, how, let's see, which one was it? How do you respond mm. to your husband admitting strong attractions to men? What do you do to keep your relationship strong? I guess those are like, Two questions. Let's start with yeah. the first one. Um, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about this. We don't, we don't like, you can answer, of course, but we don't like talk about who we're attracted to very often. Like we don't talk about 
other people that we're attracted to. It's like, is that a common thing in relationships of like, like I don't talk about, Oh, sorry. I just smacked that. <laughs> um, I don't talk about who I'm attracted to and neither does he. I don't know if you guys, the, the one the time that I remember is she's like, she was curious. And so she said, send me a, picture of three different celebrities that oh. you're attracted to. <laughs> that was when we were engaged. And I, and I did it and she proceeded to make fun of me for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so nice, ain't I? <laughs> but like more seriously, what, um, I don't like, know. In, in general, I, he's told me like what his type is. So like I, I know that and vice versa, but. What is your guys' experience with that? Well, we prefer to talk about it. Like, of all the people in my life, I want my wife to know more than anybody else mm -hmm. what's going on in my head. And so it is something that we talk about. Again, it's not like a daily conversation because it doesn't come up daily. Mm -hmm. But there was a, a day even just a few weeks ago that I was like, Taryn, I don't know why, but just today I just am noticing men a lot more than normal. Like I'm, And again, it's not like I'm not being sexually fulfilled. It was nothing like that. It was just that day. It's just very present and forward in my mind. And she was just very gracious and was like, okay, what do you want to talk about? Like, what do you want to share? And, and we had a good little chat about it. And that was like the, the like heaviest day, quote unquote. But we talk about it in general sometimes too, when it comes up of like, Hey, I find this person attractive and I want you to know that. Mm -hmm. um, because again, she's my spouse. She's the person that I explore and talk about and share those feelings with. I, I don't share those feelings with other people. I shouldn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I actually have a question for you guys. Is this people that are like actually in your life or more like celebrities that you are referring in to? Both. Both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, both. And do you share with him as well? Or? I, I, not, I mean, it doesn't, I don't think it's happened as much, but mainly gotcha. like, oh, we're watching a movie and oh, he's cute. I, I mean, that's kind of been the extent, I think, of mine to him but again it's it's nice knowing because i don't know again when you have that open relationship open communication where again if that is a day where it's like hey this is really heavy this is bothering me and i it's just right there it's like i want to know can i help can i support you even if we don't one time we didn't even talk about it it's like nope i just want you to know yeah cool i got your back or whatever it is so it's not like you go into in depth all the time but that's something that we can share together. Well, maybe it's a personality thing too, because again, in courtship, we kind of realize Taryn and I don't have, again, what is displayed in the media types of attractions. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we experience it very differently, and so like maybe, maybe it's partly personality yeah. too. Of like, I'm very aware of who I'm attracted to <laughs> and why, and. I'm like, Taryn, are they so nice? Much. Yeah, Taryn, not so much. Like, it doesn't <laughs> affect their personality. Her the same way. What's like? the, yeah, are they a good person? That's more of. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have like I had a type, have a type, but it's it's now Preston. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, and again, it's like yeah. I, I learned in therapy years ago that like all of these thoughts I was having about other people would one day be shared with my spouse. Like, mm -hmm. I wanted her again to be the one to know what I'm thinking. Well, I think having the realization of like, oh, when you go to a movie and you see, you know, an attractive guy, it's, I don't know, it's made me think more of like, I can acknowledge like, yeah, they, that is a beautiful man. <laughs> and again, it ends right there because I'm mm -hmm. like, no, I, I'm happy with my spouse. Sorry, I hit that. It's <laughs> 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 so bad. But um, place yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, again, more of probably a personality thing mm -hmm. for us, but that's what we found has worked for us is it's just everything's on the table. 
let's not take anything off. So let's put it all there. Whether or not we can do anything with it right now, it's there. So it, I'd rather be informed because if, I don't know, that's... Interesting. I, I yeah. guess that is a little bit like a difference between mm-hmm. our relationships because we, mm-hmm. I don't know, we just don't really talk about that. Not that, not that like I would hide that if she were ever curious yeah. and asked, yeah. but mm-hmm. it's just not a topic of conversation that we go into ever. Yeah. So, yeah. um, what question should we do one more? What question do we want to wrap up on here? How many kids do you want? That was one that came in. <laughs> End on a light note, or do we want to deep dive into one more? Uh, well, we we don't we really don't really have, have much a of a say. We have seven frozen embryos, in yeah. case anyone was wondering. <laughs> Not up for adoption. Just kidding. And about two thirds of those are statistically likely to end in a viable pregnancy. So we're bound to have like Probably four or five more. Four or five more. <laughs> okay. So. Just, just do triplets, and then you'll have to be pregnant twice more. Yeah, because everyone right, poor cervix can't hold one baby in, so... <laughs> Fair enough. Take them one at a time. We'll yeah. do one at a time yeah. here. That's a whole other Sorry. thing. Yeah. What about you guys? <laughs> I mean, we've said three or four, yeah. but uh, turns 33, and so it's like, we'll just take them one at a time, as her body can handle Well, them. I've had medical issues. It's not just like, oh, she's old. It's I've had mm-hmm. health issues, right. and so that's something that we want to just make sure everything one at a time goes okay. <laughs> take it as it comes. Yeah, so, exactly. You're, so the first child that you have is going to be a little bit of a... Um, Trial run. Trial run. Yes, yes. Which How does always, this go? It always <laughs> is. It always is. But. Well, and like everything else in our relationship, it's God-led. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when we were dating and I told Taryn, you are number two. Um, and she was like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, y- you can't be in the number one slot. It, it won't last if you're in the number one slot. But you are very safely in the number two slot if God is in my number one slot. Mm-hmm. And, and same. I and learned that he's let us, real fast. Yeah. I had to I had to learn that. It was something that I didn't quite wrap my head around and it oh that makes perfect sense cuz he knows more than I do. He knows him, he knows me, he knows us. Mm-hmm. He knows our potential together. So he's And listening be again those 24/7 things of listening to those daily promptings mm-hmm. of just you're you'll be a better spouse when you yield to the promptings of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Like, yeah. It can only lead to better relations with the people around you. So yeah. I imagine like how many kids or whatever, it's like that will be spirit led like everything else mm-hmm. has been in our relationship. Yeah. So yeah, we'll start with one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go from there. Or, or twins as some people have predicted for us. Yeah, they have. Talking about you stuff. <laughs> His mom predicted twins for us. Really? <laughs> Did she? I don't remember that. Multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if I ever intended as like a threat or like <laughs> a curse. Yeah, I curse this upon your head. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I guess let's wrap it. I guess end there. Um, thank you to our wives for joining us on the podcast. As much as you didn't want to, I know. Yeah. But um, okay, great. Good job. <laughs> We're here to please the, the listeners, and that's what they wanted. We just let the people speak, and we do what they tell us. So, hopefully, it was helpful <laughs> or insightful. <laughs> um, but yeah, just remember to do all the things like and um, like our our podcast on social media, subscribe to Apple Podcasts and the YouTube channel, 
and we will see you in the next one probably just me and preston but maybe we'll have you guys on another time i don't know we'll see see you in the next one yep. bye <laughs>